Listen, I'm glad God called me to be a boy. I'm glad I got the right chromosome. Amen. I like being a man. Hallelujah. All the men just go, whoo, 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 right? Thank God. I mean, I'm glad that I don't have to get pregnant and deal with all that kind of stuff that the ladies deal with. Amen. Women are tough. Man, a man sees his own blood. He's screaming bloody murder. God, I'm bleeding. A woman that bleeds, you know, you know, she cuts her hand or whatever. It's not a big deal. She deals with that all the time. Women are tough. You ladies are tough. Us men, we just got to get toughened up in here, don't we? Do I got any strong men in here? Yes, pastor. Yeah. All right. We got some strong men in here. Amen. <coughs> so, so you, got, you're, you have the right to become children of God. Why? Because you believe in Jesus. That gives you sonship rights. And we're going to be talking about that next week. Sonship rights. Now, now let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And we're going to read through 21. And it says it this way. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, this is, the, this is a powerful scripture right here. Because the devil wants, to keep, want, wants some of us to be locked into our past. Can I say it again? The devil wants us to be locked into to our past, our past mistakes, our, 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 our past hurts. The devil wants us to be locked into the past. But, you know, the Bible says, now faith is. In other words, we walk by faith and not by sight. And, and we walk in the now. We don't walk in the past. We don't look at the past. No, we're moving forward in God. Amen. And the devil wants to trap some of us into our past and keep us in the past. And you got to let the past go. Amen. You got to just let that past go. Yes, you may. You may have been the one that hurt somebody in the past. You may have done some bad things or somebody may have hurt you. But you got to let all that go. Because every day is the first day of the rest of your life in Jesus Christ. I love it when I talked about Moses last week. And I talked about when you're fasting, hopefully you're going to have a burning bush experience. And God's going to reveal himself to you in a special way. Amen. But when God revealed himself to Moses, he never talked to Moses about his past. Amen. He never said, well, you know, you messed up 40 years ago. No, God never spoke to Moses about his past. Amen. He started talking to Moses about his future. And God will never talk to you about your past, about how bad you were or how good you were. Amen. No, he, he, he's going he's to talk to you about what he wants you to move into and your future in God. Thank God for that. God's not looking at your past. He's looking at the potential of who you can become. And I'm, I'm looking at mighty warriors in here. I'm not looking at warriors in here, but warriors. Amen. Say I'm a warrior. In Christ. Amen. I'm more than a conqueror. In Christ. See, you're in Christ. That makes you more than a conqueror. You're not in your problem. You're not your past. You're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. And that's what God's all about. He'll make all things new. 
that when we get to heaven, he's going to wipe away our tears and make all things new. But he still can do that right here in the here and now. Do you believe that today? Yeah. Amen. And it says, now, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That this is really good too. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of rec reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, and so God, we're pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he had made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's a mouthful, Pastor. Well, we're going to break this down a little bit. Amen. Now, this is really powerful because, you know, we are new creations in Christ. Number one, first point, we're new creations in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Now, let's look at the Amplified on this part right here. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition, have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Think about that. I mean, you, you might say, well, Pastor, that sounds good, but how come I always seem to want to go towards the dark side? How come it seems like I, I have a tendency to try to, to, to I, I have a tendency to, you know, do the wrong things at times? Because you haven't renewed your mind enough. Your mind is not saved. In other words, the outward man is trying to control the inward man. See, we, we have an outward man and we have an inward man. The in, inward man is called the hidden man of the heart. The inward man is made in the likeness of Christ. The inner man wants to do the right thing. The outer man at times does the wrong things. And so your inner man has to get stronger than your outer man. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians are running their life by their outer man instead of their inner man. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And how are you going to change that up is you have, to, you have to meditate on the word. You have to, you know, it talks about in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, proving what is that perfect and acceptable and good will of the Father. So you have to renew this mind. You have to present your bodies as a living, holy sacrifice. Do something with your body. And then you have to renew your mind. This morning, you're presenting your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. Can I get an amen in here? Yes. Amen. Yes. And so we got to renew our mind. That's why we have a tendency to want to do the wrong things. Because we, we allow the enemy to work and press on our flesh. Amen. But I'm telling you, your, your flesh makes a... Makes a a, a, a terrible master makes a good servant, but a terrible master. Your body makes a good servant, but a terrible master. I remember, you know, the enemy will use anything. I remember one time, I told you this before, but I, uh, I was, this is when I used to watch TV. I don't watch too much TV anymore because I don't want TV to transform my thinking. Amen? The only TV I want to watch is something that has to do with, with ministry. So, you know, some word of God. Amen? But I remember that they were showing this commercial over time, the little thick hamburger from Hardee's. Now, I've told you this before, and they kept showing that little thick hamburger. And so I started thinking about, I've got to have one of those little thick hamburgers. You know what I'm talking about? I never thought about a thick hamburger until the commercials start running. And then all of a sudden, I found myself at Hardee's eating a little thick hamburger. 
And you know, it, it, it was actually better on the commercial than it was in real life. In other words, the devil will try to make you think sin is going to be all that great and doing the wrong things is really going to be cool, but it ends up gravel in your mouth. It's not really all that what, it, what the enemy makes it look like. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sin will kill you. Sin will destroy your life. Sin will destroy the, you know, the vision that God has for you. I, I, I know what, I, I heard this one story about this lady. I think her name was Helen Keller. She was blind, but she was a Christian. And she did all these great things for God. And, um, and, they, and they asked her, she, she, they asked her is, is being blind about the, one of the worst things you can be? And she said, no, what's one of the worst things in be, other than being blind is having no vision. And this is what I'm talking to you about this morning. I want you to get a vision from God. I want you to get a God encounter. I want you in this fast. I want God revealing some truth to you. I want you breaking out in some, some boxes that, that the enemy has put you into. I want you to break out into that new place that God wants you. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Some of us are bound up this morning. Some of us are, are, are hindered by our past. Some of us are, are hindered by past circumstances and situations. Don't let the past hold you back. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You are a new creation. Old things are passed away. I like what it says in 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. It says this way. But you are a chosen generation. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You once were not a people, but you are now the people of God who, have, you, who had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. Isn't that awesome? So Peter got a revelation that we're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We're a special people. Glory to God. You're called out. Amen. You're called out from the world. You're called out of the world into the body of Christ. Now, you're, now each one of you is supposed to be shining like stars. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In this dark world, God wants to show you off. He wants to show you how much he loves you. He wants to show you how, mu how much grace he has placed on your life in spite of your past. In spite of what you've done in the past. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, God sees you like, here's a radical statement. You ready for a radical statement? God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Amen. Some people say, what? Amen. Brother Copeland was preaching that the other day. He was, when he first got that revelation. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Amen. Man, I got a scripture that will just knock your socks off. Man, I hope I can get to it this morning. Glory to God, we may have knocked your socks off and have foot washing at the same... No, I won't go there, but... <laughs> oh, you're one of those churches, you know? <laughs> anybody, ever, anybody ever wash somebody else's feet in here? It's very humbling, isn't it? Especially if they have bunions. No, we won't go there, but... <laughs> I'm kidding, amen. You'll get my humor, all right? Now... <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife, we won't go there, but my, my wife was a nail technician, and she, and she loved, you know, doing the, uh, what's it called, a pedicure? Men, have you ever had a pedicure before? 
<laughs> Ladies, have you ever had a pedicure? Yeah. Amen. Praise God. That can be wonderful. Amen. We'll, we'll, we'll stop there. We'll continue with my message. <laughs> so number two, number two, we're, we're new creations, right? Number two, you, you ever ask God, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Amen. Have you ever asked God that, Lord, where do I fit at in the body of Christ? Well, right here in the body of, what, of the text that I just read, the Bible actually says that we're ministers of reconciliation. So you have a ministry. Each one of you have a ministry, and, and we're called ministers. And, and, and when I read that, you know, it talks about that, that we're ministers of reconciliation. And so what does that mean? That means that we're called to connect people to God. You're called to be a witness for Christ. You're called to, to, to be a bridge to heaven. Amen? So we're called to be ministers of reconciliation. What does that mean? That means you're called to tell people that God's not mad at them anymore. That, that God already did something about their sin 2,000 years ago on the cross. That God has good things in store for them. And all they have to do is receive Jesus. And they can start walking in the blessings and the grace of God. That God is not mad at them. No, goodwill, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. When Jesus came in, you know, and he was born in the, in, in, in the manger, you, you know, the angels said, goodwill on earth and peace towards men. Isn't that good news today? So I'm going to say this to you this morning. God's not mad at you, but you haven't seen what I did last week, Pastor. Hey, hey, put it under the blood. Amen. Give it to God. Let God help you out with that. You're a minister of reconciliation. Say, I'm a minister of reconciliation. Now, in Ephesians, now, see, this is where the church gets messed up because the church looks at the pastor and thinks the pastor is the one that, that is the only one that's supposed to minister. But really, I'm more of an administrator and you're the ministers. In other words, I'm supposed to raise you up so you can be strong and healthy in God, so you can be a witness to your neighbors, so you can be a witness to those people in the, you know, at, at the stores that you shop at, so you can be a witness, a minister of reconciliation. In other words, a fisher of men. That's what Jesus said that he was calling his disciples to be, fishers of men. Amen. And what kind of bait we have? We got, we got the best bait in the world, Jesus. Amen. They're pat, you know, Jesus is willing to forget your past. Amen. Jesus is willing to look, at, look over uh, your missus and look at the good things that, that you possess on the inside. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, in Ephesians 4, 11, it, it, through 16, it says this way. Have you found it yet? Just say amen. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. It says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So this, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church, saying that God has given the church, which, which I'm, I'm considered a ministry gift. Amen? And so apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. For what? For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Now really, the, you saints, you're supposed to be doing the work of the ministry. Okay, well, it's quiet in here. Amen, Pastor, that's what we pay you for. Amen, no, you're supposed to be doing the work of the ministry as well, amen? Listen, before I, before I ever got up here, I was praying for the sick in hospitals before I even became a pastor. 
I'll walk in there like a general. Man, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm locked and loaded. I got the name of Jesus. I got the blood of Jesus. I got my anointing oil. Glory to God. I'm ready. This is before I even became a pastor. I'd pray for people. And God would heal them. God would, God's going God's to do his part. We just got to do our part. Amen. And it says here, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to, in, to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man. See, how many people want to be perfect? Amen. Well, we can't be perfect in ourselves, but we can be perfect in our hearts. In other words, as long as we have a heart to serve God, we may mess up on the outside. Again, the outward man will mess up, but the inward man never wants to mess up. Amen. So we can have a perfect heart towards God. To the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind and doctrine, by the trickery of men, and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things. Amen. Into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body jo joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Notice it says this, that, that every joint supplies. In other words, every part of the body is important. Each one of you are important to God. And th in this fasting time, I believe God's going to reveal to you how important you are and what part you need to play in maybe in Exceed Life Church. Some of you might have a gift to teach. Maybe you're called to teach children. We could use more teachers. Amen? Some of you might have a gift of hospitality. Maybe you're called to be an usher. Maybe you're called to be a greeter. Some of you have the gift or the ability. You have the brawn to carry some stuff. <laughs> you might be called to help us break down or set up, which is only short term because we're going to be in our own building pretty soon. Can I get an Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, my brother John and the rest of the team that comes in, they do more before 10 o'clock in the morning than most people do in a whole day. It sounds good anyway, but anyway. <laughs> my, my people that set up, they're like the Marines. They do more. And I, got, I, I, I have superstars on my team, glory to God. All the dream team, you guys are superstars, hallelujah. Amen. I love my people, glory to God. And I'm going to keep you employed, too. Amen. So we're seeing here that we're, 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 uh, we're called to be ministers of reconciliation. Reconciling the world. Now, this is really cool, too. We're also called to be ambassadors. We, we're, you know, we're also ambassadors of Christ. What does that mean? What is an ambassador? An ambassador is an official uh, envoy, especially a diplomat, an agent of the highest rank, accredited to a foreign government, or to a so or a sovereign as the resident representative of his own government or sovereign or appointed for a special, often temporary diplomatic assignment. So what does that mean? That means that we're here as ambassadors to represent heaven. Amen. You are an ambassador. Yeah. Amen. And ambassadors have embassies. And an embassy is a place where they, they can conduct spiritual business. And I believe every church member should have their own home, glory to God. Amen. That should be their embassy. Amen. And I believe every church should have its own building, glory to God. Amen. And we're getting an embassy in Virginia Beach. Yeah. Hallelujah. 
Can I get an amen? And it's going to be a place of glory. A pla I'm telling you, it's glorious in here, but it's going to be even more glorious. Oh, thank heaven for 7-Eleven. Glory to God. Some of you may not understand. What does that mean? We're buying a 7-Eleven. But it's on an acre of land, almost an acre of land. And so, and we can build it out and make it, and maybe we'll serve Slurpees when you come in on Sunday. I don't know, but. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many people like, well, we won't go there, but anyway. An embassy. You're, you, I believe that God wants you to be an ambassador and have an embassy. Glory to God. And that's what God's raising up us to be. Now, the fourth thing that God says in that small little chapter that we just read is that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have right standing. And that's based on not your works to, to obtain right standing. It's based on Jesus' work at the cross and him shedding his blood for you. And so really, it, it's, it's based on that. You have right standing. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you don't have to wonder if you're in right standing or not. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you could still be in a little bit of sin, but you're still in right standing with God because, because, because just messing up once or twice doesn't mean that you're, you're divorced from God. Amen. Some of you are married and some of you get in an argument, but you're still married. Your, 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 your fellowship has broken down, but you're still married. Just because your fellowship is broken down with, between you and God doesn't mean that you're not still with God. Amen. And God is still with you. And you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's called the law of faith. Yeah. Amen. And that's what we operate in. We operate in the law of faith. But let, let's look at Romans 3, 21, 27. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. This is Romans 3, 21 through 27. I know I'm moving fast. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, uh, being witnessed by the law of the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believed. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by His grace... Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood, through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because of his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate that the present time, his righteousness, that he might be just and justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus, where is boasting then is excluded. By what? The law of works? No, by the law of faith. So what is he saying here? He's saying that even people, you know, God was willing to look over people's past mistakes to get them in right standing with God. God was able to look over even the people in the past generations because Jesus preached, you know, this is a whole different sermon, but he, he preached to captivities that were captives that was held in captivity. He preached in a part, you know, of um, paradise and when he preached to these people, he preached his blood. They, re they received it. They became born-again people, and they went to heaven. Glory to God. Now, that's a whole different teaching, but uh, it's in the Bible. Amen. So this is saying that he overlooked some of the weaknesses. And God is overlooking your weakness today to get you to Jesus. 
God is overlooking your past today to get you in right. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you this morning? I'm telling you, your past is white clean. Your past, I'm telling you, you don't have a past that's bad. It's, I'm telling you, listen, your, your relationship with God is in the here and now. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Hey, look, look at Romans 8, 31. Well, I'm going to have to close this down. But 8, 8, Romans 8, 31 through 39 says this way. What shall we say then these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? God is for you this morning. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things. I want you to underline that. In other words, God, man, I'm getting out of my chair now. God, give me a cane. No, God, God, do you know what that's saying? That's saying that, that God, you know, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying, God, if there was another way that we can redeem mankind, let's do it a different way. And, and Jesus prayed three times in the Garden of Gethsemane. And God, and, and God said, no, the only way for us, for you to, re, for us to redeem, for, for you to redeem mankind is to go to the cross. And, the, and this is saying that God wasn't willing to let that go. And if he wasn't willing and he had put Jesus to the punishment of the cross, then, then he won't hold nothing back from us. And uh, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Get a revelation that God did not hold back his son Jesus and he loved Jesus. God loved Jesus, was head over hills in love with Jesus. He, you think God really wanted to send him to the cross? No, he did it because he loves us just as much as he loves his son Jesus. He wanted Jesus to be at, at the most exalted place in the universe. Yeah. Jesus became so exalted, he became the king of glory. Yeah. Yeah. He became our high priest. Yeah. He won the title. Yes. Glory to God. He won the victory for us. Yeah. Hallelujah. And God was not willing to let that go because he, then he, Paul was saying, he will freely give us all things. Yeah. What does that mean, Pastor Alding? That means every promise in the Word of God is yes and amen. amen. It's yours for the taking. I'm telling you, God, man, whoo, glory to God. I'm looking at victors today. God loves you so much. Get a revelation of that love. Then when you're in that wilderness, you won't wonder. Because we may be in a wilderness at times, and the only reason why at times is because we're pressing into the things of God. And the devil's trying to get us to back off the things of God. But you keep pressing in and you're going to walk in the victory of God in Christ Jesus. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter your past. doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it's your future I'm talking about this morning. And God's bringing you into a bright future. And as we fast and as we pray, we're going to get a revelation of God's love for us. We're going to get a revelation of the future that he has for us because every thought he has for you is good thoughts. Or you hear what I say? I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for good and not evil to give you a hope and a future. 
And the Bible says that God will reveal that hope and future to us as we come to Him with a whole heart. And when we don't hold nothing back, God will not hold anything back for you. Do you believe that today? Glory to God. How many people are moving forward in 2018? I'm moving forward in 2018. And we're going to move forward and upward in Him. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.